0: Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This week's message is The Five Love Languages and was recorded on Sunday, February 13th, 2022.
1: This has been a strange time, hasn't it? And thank you for singing that song. That song always touches my heart. Just raise your hand. Did that song like touch you? So I just want to do that for the next few weeks, that song. Can we just do that? I I just want to go love you. I want to sing it to every person in here. Can you imagine if the world could hear that? And say it and mean it and believe it. Wow, love you. Let me love you. I know you're my sister. I know you're my brother. Even though we're different, I know it. Amen? Yes, I believe unity is the church for the 21st century because of that song right there. Because if we could embody that, the world would be different overnight. You know, there'd be no more fighting and bickering over lines in grocery stores and malls. There'd be no bickering among races. There would be no bickering among religions. We would understand we're one, amen? So we are called to this higher love. Raise your hand if you believe that. You know, we should, maybe next time you're here, Susie, bring me a higher love. (laughs) Yes, yes, there's a higher love that's wanting to come in and through, right? This is God love that we're talking about. It's bigger than our human minds really can understand, and the scriptures are pretty strong on love, aren't they? So I want to look at a scripture. This is from 1 John 4, 7, and 8. It's one of the first scriptures I ever memorized, and it says this. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. It's that simple. Beloved, let us love one another. Beautiful. And yet, if your family is anything like mine, sometimes at the dinner table we forget this most simple thing. I, I heard and read and experienced that in this last holiday season, we're just coming out of, families practically came to blows over issues at a time that was supposed to be full of love and peace. So we all know that we are, you know, we say we believe in love, but the activity of loving, I do believe, is a decision at times, don't you? I know that as a parent, if my son is up in the middle of the night and doesn't feel good, I have to make a decision to love in that moment, don't I? Because it'd be easier to stay in bed. Right. Amen. Yes. But somehow I decide, you know what, I'm going to go be there for him because, you know what, that's what a good mom and dad's. I want to take care of that young man. Right? So sometimes love is a decision. And so, you know, what I also know is like at our core, like in unity we teach there's, our first principle says there's one presence and one power, God the good. Amen? Say that with me. One presence, one power together. One presence, one power. And then our second principle says that power lives in, through, and as us. And we call it the Christ. Right? Well, hmm. That power lives in us. It's called the Christ. But here's the thing. We all had different ways of growing up. Can I have an amen? Amen? Wait, amen? And so we all learn to love and to get love in certain ways, and some of those ways are not always the healthiest. Can I have another amen? <laughs> right. And so, you know, learning to love one another in this world that we're in right now sometimes takes effort. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we have to learn new ways to relate. Well, um, several years ago, it's probably about, uh, it's almost 20 years ago now, probably, I heard a minister talk about the five love languages. And, and I've studied the love languages for a really long time. I think I finally figured out what mine was. So, so, uh, I thought I knew. It's really, really interesting how this time of not feeling well for a couple weeks just really caused me to do some deeper internal work. Has that ever happened to you? You don't feel good, and and all of a sudden, you know, friends, I do work every day. I mean, I'm journaling, I'm meditating, I'm always doing it, but this was a different level. I really had to look at my motivations for things, and anyway, so I, I really studied the five love languages, and I thought, how fun would it be on the day before Valentine's Day for us to look at what are the five love languages and if you don't yet know what yours is this might provide you some insight and if you're like me you might think you know but have a new insight today so let's look at number one number one is acts of service so there's so the guy that wrote the book on the five love languages Gary Chapman he came to this awareness working with so many couples so Couples, I, it's not just for you because it's also true for kids. Your kids have a love language that's a primary uh, way they like to give and receive love. So the idea is that all of us have a primary way we like to give and receive love. I've heard people say, well, I'm all five of these. So we're all all five. You know, that's somebody who's having need, right? Oh, no. It's like we love you on the journey, friend. Yes, we're all five. But we all have a primary way that we feel loved. So acts of service. I love this one because I could not run a church without people who have this way of loving. So acts of service means you feel loved when somebody you love does something for you. I have a friend and she's a, uh, she's a therapist in private practice. She lives up in Canada and and she loves acts of service. Well, the good news is her husband loves to do for her. And and she, because she was a the therapist, I had her take this inventory. And she said, oh, I don't think I believe in all this stuff. I said, oh, yeah? Is it too spiritual for you? She said, yeah, I don't know if I believe all this. So anyway, she took the inventory. And I said, oh, so you you love when somebody does something for you? And she goes, yes, I do. I said but when he gets down here to gifts of time you don't care if you see your husband for the next 6 months. And she said how did you know? And I said and you love this man? She said I adore this man. But I feel loved when he does something for me. Isn't that interesting? But now for somebody else it wouldn't that would not be the case but for her acts of service. But what I've noticed is she also does for others as a way to show she loves like last Christmas she sent me the most beautiful handmade essential oil from the cedar on her cedar trees I mean that was like an effort and it's a and then she wrapped a special cedar wrap for me to burn acts of service so people who uh love this way when you do something for them, they feel really loved. And the church always really loves these people because people who are doing acts of service show up early and make coffee. <laughs> they, they say, how can we help with the flood, right? So they love to be of service and they love to receive. So anybody in here know that you are in acts of service? Do you love to get, okay, several, several. All right, let's look at number two. Number two, receiving gifts. Oh boy, this is a good one. Do you know somebody who loves to get like this very special gift for this very special person and they get the exact right thing? That's one of these people. I love these people too. These are the people that show up during the week on uh, during the week and say, "Hey, I'm here for our meeting. I brought you chocolate." I say, "Oh, praise God for you." Yes. Yes. So what's so interesting about these ways of loving, if you're in a friendship or a relationship or your relationship with your kids, if your kids love when you do things for them and instead you keep giving them things, guess what? They're not going to feel loved. Isn't that strange? So see, if you're an acts of service person, you don't understand how a gift can mean something to you. So when we're learning to love one another, sometimes we have to put in a little bit of effort to know What way do you like to be loved? It might take a little effort on your part. But if you are a receiving gifts person, and your spouse or kids could be doing all kinds of things, and you're still not going to feel loved. So this is important to know about yourself, and it's also important to know that um, if somebody is an acts of service person and you're a receiving gifts person, that you can know, oh, this is them showing me they love me right now. So it's a way to kind of meet in the middle, isn't it? Anybody know that they're a receiving gifts person? (laughs) Just me, okay, just, okay, chocolate, remember? Chocolate it is, chocolate or coffee, okay. That's number two. Number three, let's look at number three. Quality time. So, my friend that I first found out about this a love language from, um, he really discovered with his daughter. So, he took his daughter golfing, like mini golfing. She really wanted to go. And the whole time they were mini golfing, his phone was going off. And on the way home, she was sitting in the passenger seat fuming. Have you ever had that when your kid's fuming and you don't know why? Why? She was fuming and he goes, Honey, what's wrong? She goes, What's wrong? Where have you been all day? She was like crying. Where have I been? He said, I I was right there. No, she said, You were on your phone. You ignored me and you paid attention to those people on the phone. I waited all week. To get time with you, Dad. And you weren't there. And he thought he was there because his body was there. (laughs) But his mind was elsewhere. So, quality time is when I know you're there and you. So, sometimes like. Uh, If you're a quality time person and you want to watch something on, like you want to watch a movie together, if your spouse is looking at their phone, you think they're not there. You don't feel their love and their support because they're doing something else. Even though they would say, I'm right here. They go, no, I want you to put down the phone. Quality time. I want to talk. I want to see your eyes. I want to hear what you have to think about the movie after, not what score you got on your game. Right, so you see how this can be complicated, though, in some of our relationships because somebody's wanting quality time and you're giving them something, and they say, "I don't want to be bought, I want your time." You know, and I wonder if it changes as you age because if my son ever says, "What, what do you want from me?" I just want time. (laughs) I just want, like my son, that never has to give me anything. Right? I just, I want to spend time with him. Right. So my, I don't know if it shifts as you age. I haven't, I haven't gotten that deeply into it yet. But what I know, you're saying, yes, it does. I mean, that's what any parent or grandparent would want, right? Time. Time. Cause we realize how short it is. But so when, when your kids, your people you love really have quality time and you're elsewhere or you're trying to love them some other way, they're not going to feel loved. For instance, if you uh, are a words of affirmation person and somebody is giving you time, you still are not gonna feel loved. Let's go to number four, as a matter of fact. Oh, wait, anybody know you're a number three quality time? Several, yes, 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 yes. Good, good. So, number four words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. This is somebody that loves a good word, like, you look great, you look fabulous. You are so smart. I love talking to you. This is a words of affirmation person that loves to hear it and loves to give it. We love these people at church too. Love words of affirmation people. We love the music. We love this. We love that. We love this. Yes, yes, yes. Words of affirmation person. So when you give a word of affirmation person a good word, it's like, Handing a receiving gifts person the best gift you could ever think of. And all you're giving is a good word. But now I've seen this in couples a lot. I've done a lot of couples counseling over the years. And it's so interesting because sometimes a word of affirmation person is married to an acts of service person. And that can get rough. Because all one person wants to hear is that how loved and supported they are and all their spouse is doing is running around doing things. I mean, it's very hard to get these two to meet in the middle when all they want is a good word. But the acts of service person will be like, oh, I don't need flattery. I just do it because I love you. You see what I'm saying? You see how complicated this can be? So so knowing your love language will help you start to ask for what you want. See, because we want everybody to read our mind. It's like the Bible says, beloved, let us love one another. And we're going, and why aren't you loving me the way I need it? Instead of taking responsibility for our lives and what we say we really want and need. Because if you're in a meaningful relationship, a friendship, a you know parent to child, whatever kind of relationship you may be in, it's important to take responsibility for what you want and need and not expect everybody around you to read your mind like if you said to somebody you love you know i love when you give me a kind word i love when you lift me up somebody loves you they're going to try to do that they're going to tr- they're going to want to try to do that if they love you So, words of affirmation. Anybody know you're a word of affirmation person? You love being lifted up? Okay, good. See, we've got... I realized as you were singing that song to Let Me Love You, I think all five love types are... All five love languages are in that song. Okay, last one, number five. Physical touch. This is the ones that have to touch and love and hug on every Sunday. Like, honey, I'm glad you're here hug and yeah physical touch they always have to touch you and 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 this can be this can be difficult if you're a different type especially if you're an acts of service person and the person's always wanting to touch you're gonna say like quit hanging on me I gotta go do stuff (laughs) you're laughing because you know what I'm talking about You're laughing because you know what I'm talking about. But, of course, as you look at these five, who wouldn't like all of these five in some form? But knowing that and taking the time to learn that about the people around us will help all of your relationships. All of your relationships, for sure. So physical touch, as somebody who loves a hug, loves a touch, loves a like, hey, let's just walk arm in arm for a second here. Do you remember when you were kids and you you would just hold a hand for, for a minute? Yeah, physical touch people love that. They, they'll go miles for you if you just little touch here and there. You doing okay? Little arm around, they say, oh, that feels so good. When you are just giving somebody a little touch, that's, that's like giving them a gift if they're if they're a receiving gift person. Yeah, so think about are you the type that likes to look snug up? Does that make you feel loved? In some families, physical touch is the one way they show it. Some families don't ever say. I've learned this. Some families show by their by the way they hug. They don't say I love you, but they do it. So if you're a physical touch person and you're with a words of affirmation person, you might have to work a little bit to meet in the middle. Anybody know you're a physical touch person? Okay. I think some hands have gone up on everyone. <laughs> so I think this is fun because um as we learn more about ourselves, it's like we have compassion for other people because we know, you know, we got to these ways not always in the healthiest way, right? Sometimes we got them out of a need to be loved. And so we want to be as conscious as possible as we're drawing people into our lives, as we're in relationship. Again, we want to make sure we're taking responsibility for how we're loving and how we need to be loved. Because mostly people are trying their best. And we start making up stories about, well, they're this and they're that. And in fact, we haven't taken the time to learn how are they needing to be loved. How are we needing to be loved? And I find this to be a lot of fun and a very good practice. I know that if you are a person who loves quality time, I could hug you every time I see you. And if I can't get really right down there with you, you'll never feel love. There was a woman at a church um, I was at years ago, and I was going into the sanctuary, and it was a busy Sunday morning, you know, and. I passed by, and I said, oh, hi. And evidently, I said hi to somebody right next to her and not her. And she left the church because she said I ignored her. And so I hadn't seen her for a few weeks, and I finally called, and I said, is everything okay? I wanted to check in with you. She said, I'm mad at you. And I said, okay, what happened? She said, you ignored me. And I said, I did? Tell me what happened. so she explained, you know. I said, well, the next time I see you, let's get eye to eye. I want to make sure you know I see you. And she said, you got it. That next Sunday she came up and she said, I'm here. I said, you're here. Yes, I see you're here. I'm so glad. I said, and I see you. And she said, now, can I give you a hug? I'm not mad anymore. (laughs) I said, oh, good. And I gave her a big hug and she said, oh, that was all I needed. And I thought, oh, physical touch and I thought that might be a quality time thing too but definitely me seeing her me connecting she felt loved now there's also a little emotional intelligence thing going on right because it's not a good idea to leave a church if you feel ignored for 30 seconds right so that's what I mean about taking responsibility for what you want and need you wait, then if, if I, if I ignore you, you come up and you say, Hey, I want to make sure and connect with you before you leave today. I'll say, absolutely. That's taking responsibility, see, for your journey. That's being an emotional grown up about how I want to be loved and how I receive love. So let's go back to that scripture one more time that we had at the very beginning. First John four, seven and eight. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. So in unity, we celebrate all kinds of love. And, of course, this God love is really higher and more expansive than these five ways we've learned to love. So what I always try to remember is we we are really doing our best connecting and trying to love each other but there's a higher love that comes in and surpasses all of those kinds of love right all those love languages but what I've learned is as we are intending to love well as I'm intending to love you the way you want to be loved that creates a connection
0: Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.